Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Speak English fluently, speak English powerfully, speak English effortlessly, speak English confidently. When you train with my VIP program every month, every month, commit, don't quit, at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Go there, commit, 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 don't quit, at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Welcome, welcome everyone, live on Facebook today. Hope you're doing well. Just gonna adjust my sound here, one second. Just the microphone. Check, check, check. Okay, looks good. I am uh, fasting again, now I'm doing a two-day fast. So I did a three-day fast. I ate last night. Fasting all day today and then tomorrow. Most of the day tomorrow. 48 hours now. Uh, let's see, I have lost three kilograms. I started at 80. Today, this morning, I was at 77. So it is working. We're going to do one, another Aesop fable today. Aesop's fables, learning with stories. We'll do the fourth one in my book today. It's called Actions Speak Louder Than Words. Actions Speak Louder Than Words. Another story about a fox. Aesop liked foxes, it seems. Hello to everybody who's joining live. Uh, I tell you what, I'm going to jump right in. Just going to jump in now to the story, teach the vocab, and then we'll come back and have a discussion. I'll read the comments and questions and as usual, as usual. Let's start. All right, this begins. Actions speak louder than words. Aesop's fables. All right, here it is. A fox was being chased by huntsmen and begged a woodcutter to hide him. The man told him to go into his hut. Soon afterwards, the huntsman arrived and asked if he had seen a fox pass that way. He answered no. But as he spoke, he jerked a thumb towards the place where the fox was hidden. However, they believed his statement and did not take the hint. When the fox saw they had gone, he came out and made off without speaking. The woodman reproached him for not even saying a word of acknowledgement for his deliverance. I would have thanked you, the fox called back, if your actions and your character agreed with your words. The fable is aimed at men who make public profession of virtue but behave like rogues. All right, that's the end. Let's go back to the beginning and discuss some vocab and the meaning. All right, so uh, actions speak louder than words. That's an idiom. A fox was being chased by huntsmen. Huntsmen, hunters is probably the more common word we would use. 
Um, so a fox was being chased by hunters, trying to catch him. He begged a woodcutter that he saw to hide him. So the fox is running away. He's trying to hide from hunters. And uh, he sees a guy chopping wood, a woodcutter chopping wood. And he asks, he says, please hide me, right? Please hide me. Please help. The man told him to go into his hut. A hut is like a very, very tiny, small building. Not quite, not even quite a house, right? I always picture like a little wooden building, right? With maybe dirt floors. That's a hut, a hut. So he went into the hut, the fox does. Soon after, the hunters arrive and ask if he had seen a fox pass that way. So the hunters come and they ask the woodcutter, Hey, have you seen a fox? He says no, but as he spoke, he jerked a thumb towards the place where the fox was hidden. Jerked means to kind of pull or to move suddenly in one direction. To jerk a thumb, it just means, basically he pointed. He pointed with his thumb. He pointed with his thumb towards the hut, towards the fox. So he was, he said no, but he was actually trying to help the hunters, right? So he's kind of like pretending to be nice, pretending to help the fox, but then he's trying to show the hunters where the fox is. But he said no, right? So the hunter said, hunters say, have you seen a fox? And the woodcutter says no, but he points to where the fox is. So his actions and words don't match. However, lucky for the fox, the hunters believe his statement. They did not take the hint. Take the hint means they didn't notice his hint, right? They didn't notice his pointing with his thumb. They didn't realize what he was doing. They just believed him when he said no. So next, so the, the hunters leave. So the fox, he, when he sees they're gone, he makes off without speaking. To make off means to leave. To make off. That's one of those little phrasal verbs you all love so much. To make off means to leave. To make off. The woodsman, the cutter, the woodcutter, reproached him. To reproach means to kind of criticize. It kind of means to criticize. To reproach criticized him, reproached him for not even saying a word of acknowledgement. To acknowledge is kind of to notice, to thank, to be grateful. For his deliverance, deliverance meaning uh, salvation, to be saved. So the woodcutter is angry because the fox leaves but does not thank him, right? Doesn't acknowledge his deliverance. He doesn't acknowledge that the woodcutter saved him. But the fox, as he's leaving, he says, I would have thanked you, but your actions and your, if your actions and your character agreed with your words. So the fox noticed. The fox saw that he made the motion with his thumb. So he's saying, I would have thanked you normally, but I saw that you were pointing at me. So I, I realized that your actions and your words and your actions do not match your character does not match your actions. And then finally, the, the, the meaning of the story at the end. This fable, this story is aimed at men. It's about men 
who make public profession of virtue to profess. This is the verb, public profession. It's, it's related to the verb to profess. To profess means to say something publicly, say something out loud publicly, to profess. So public profession means publicly saying out loud. So it's about men who say out loud their virtue, but behave like rogues. They behave, a rogue is like a thief. It's uh, someone who is, you can't trust. So people who on the outside with their words, they, sound, they say virtuous things, good things, but in fact, their behavior is bad, like a thief or a criminal, a rogue, like a rogue, a bad person. So this is again about people. It's, it's a story warning about, right? It says right at the end, warning about people who speak really nicely. They sound really nice. They say wonderful things. They always um, are saying good and wonderful, virtuous things, pretending to be virtuous. But in fact, if you look at their behavior, they're rogues. They're like criminals. They're not. They're bad people. Now, isn't this interesting? Uh, the little the way that's phrased because uh, you know this is again 3,000 years old 2,500 at least years old and we have this today it's called virtue signaling we have a little slang word virtue signaling and you see it online all the time this is a very common thing online this is where people constantly posting things to make themselves look virtuous like say a prayer for the people in wherever um you know uh, say a prayer for the, the people in Somalia. Say a prayer for the earthquake victims. And they're, they're always doing this stuff and they're always tra- talking about and trying to show publicly how much they care. They're such caring, wonderful people. And it's always public, public, public. Very public. They, they always publicly show what charity they donated to or in politics you know it's always you know I'm not a racist and they're always trying to show that they're not a racist and they're such wonderful people so this very public profession it's called virtue signaling this is the modern now slang we call it virtue signaling it's exactly what Aesop was talking about exactly the same thing because then when you look at these people usually when you look at their behavior they're not very nice people at all. They don't do anything. They actually don't do anything with actions in their life to help anybody. They're selfish. Can't trust them. Virtue signaling. So they had virtue signaling 2,500 years ago. It's part of human nature. The only difference is we have the internet now, and so it's a new way to do it. Right? It's very easy to do now because of the internet. It's very easy for people to constantly post things to try to make themselves look like they're so caring and wonderful. But it's an old, old, old part of human nature that we can see. Aesop wrote about it, you know, 2,500 or more years ago. So it's nothing new. <laughs> it's just the technology makes it easier and more powerful. That's all. So they had virtue signaling back then, but. Quite interesting. 
All right, let's go to the comments and questions. If you have comments or questions about the story's meaning or about the vocabulary, I'm happy to repeat it. I'll give you a minute. Looks like everyone needs a minute um, to type in the questions or comments. So let me review the vocab really quickly. So again, we have, you know, hunters, I think you know. That's an easy one. Uh, let's see. We have reproach. That's a good word. To reproach is to kind of criticize someone, to reproach them. You criticize them for doing something wrong. So someone does something wrong and you say, hey, stop that. That was bad. Or you criticize them or you say something. Um, you are reproaching them. To reproach. To reproach. Um, acknowledgement. To acknowledge just means really it means to notice. That's the basic meaning. To notice. But kind of to notice in a good way usually. So, uh, by being a little bit grateful, for example. Deliverance. Deliverance is, means uh, to be saved, to be saved. So the, the deliverance of the fox, he was saved, right? His salvation. And then finally at the end we have the words um, profession as a verb. You know, profession can also mean, as a noun, profession can mean just, you know, your job. What is your career? That's my profession. That's probably the most common use now. We, that's what we usually say. You know, my profession. I am an English teacher. That's my profession. But profession has this other meaning connected to the verb to profess. A profession is something you say publicly out loud. Virtue means goodness. We've talked about virtue a lot in our show. And rogue. A rogue is a criminal. Someone who steals and lies. A bad person. A rogue. Rogue. Stom. I'm not sure which... Not sure which question that is. Sorry, uh, Kang, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what, what road you're talking about. Okay. Backing up. Lots of people just saying hello from Kurdistan, from all the places around the world. Brazil, Kerala, India. Good to see you. Hello, hello, hello. Lots of people. Someone suggesting an interview. Um, I want you to suggest for the interview Rolo Tomasi, the author of Rational Mail. That would be great. Um, hmm. I wonder if he does his video. Or audio. I'm not sure. Some of these guys, these red pill guys, you know, they get attacked so much um, for speaking the truth that they, they like to be anonymous or at least they kind of avoid um, video. Roosh, I invited Roosh, but he just ignored my email. So, you know, I understand Roosh gets attacked all the time, probably does not trust anybody in, for uh, doing interviews, at least no one he, if people he doesn't know. 
But I'll try. I'll try Rolo Tomasi. Those books are fantastic. So, uh, good suggestion. I will add him to my list of potential interviews, interviewees. Okay, let's see. Shirok. I'm so happy to see you. I like this book, but I don't know a lot of vocab. This uh, stops me to continue. Well, no worries. You know, it's a nice little book because the stories are so short. That's why I like it. Aesop's Fables. There are many different versions you can buy online. You know, each translation will be a little different. Obviously, the original was in Greek. Um, So, you'll... Each English translation will have a little bit different vocabulary. They might choose different words. So, um, that's okay. That's fine. But it's a nice, these little Aesop's fables, they're so short, so they're nice ways to learn a little bit of vocabulary. Layla says, It's so true, people have two faces. They hide their ugliness. Yeah, that's another uh, idiom, right? To to be two-faced. Of course, you know, uh, the... People who are bad people, if they're smart, if they're a little bit smart, they hide it. Now, the stupid ones don't hide it, right? The stupid ones just act bad all the time. Everyone can see they're bad. It's obvious. They get in a lot of trouble, usually. But um, the smarter ones will pretend to be good. Roman says, hi from Algeria. Nice to see you. Thank you. Oh, this is interesting. Kind of a French version. Michel, uh, is it Mich- Michel? I can't pronounce French. Michel. As a child, I learned lots and lots of fables from Jean de La Fontaine. Aesop was his model. It was a way to teach us moral values. Many, many, many years after I remember them. Yes, these are so These are so famous. They're, they're very traditional. Um, I didn't realize there was a French one, but um, that's interesting. But Aesop, you know, Aesop's tales are fable, uh, so famous and we get so many idioms. Not just in English. I think in all the European languages, there's so many idioms that come from Aesop. Oh, Kang is saying thumb. Thumb is what you're asking. What is thumb? How to spell thumb? It's this finger. Thumb. T-H-U-M-B. T-H-U-M-B. I'll type it in the comments. Thumb. So the the hunter, the hunter, you know, jerked, moved his thumb. He was pointing his thumb at the fox. He was trying to show the hunters where he was. He was trying to kind of cheat the fox. Pupindra, are you fasting today? Yes, I am fasting today. Fasting again. Feel fine, though. I'm fine. So what? So far, you know, I did a three-day fast, and then now today, well, I'm 24 hours now. I've been fasting. Um, the first day is nothing for me. Usually, it's fine. Some, second day might be a little tired. We'll see tomorrow. The third day was the toughest for me. <laughs> the third day was kind of tough. I'll be honest. It was tough. Gee, more people asking about fasting. Gee, Guerre, let's see, Guerreiro, Guerreiro. 
teacher, could you please talk more about this fasting you're doing? I will talk more about it. Um, you know, it's I'm following something called snake diet. Snake diet. You actually the best way, but instead of me, go to that YouTube channel, Snake Diet. Snake Diet YouTube. And you'll learn a lot. This guy knows a huge amount about fasting. He's a he's a fasting expert. Now he his um his style. <laughs> he's a fitness coach. He coaches fat people mostly. Very fat people sometimes. And so he yells a lot. He yells a lot. He says fuck 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 all the time. Um, don't be upset by it. Some people get upset by that stuff. Um, don't. It's just his style. He's, he does it to create more energy, to motivate people, to push people because he's dealing with a lot of really lazy people. He's dealing with some very fat, unhealthy, lazy people and he has to be very forceful and loud, even vulgar, to get them motivated and to keep them going. So he's doing it to be helpful. And he's also funny. Yeah, so here you go. Quote from the Bible. Faith without acts is dead. There you go. That's right. Even worse is people who don't even have faith, right? Because like in this story, the virtue signaling people, they don't even have faith. It's they pretend like they, they, they don't have faith and they don't have actions. They maybe pretend to have faith. They're the ones who talk about faith all the time. Da, 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 da. But then when you look at their actions, how they behave, you realize they really have no faith at all and they also do have no virtue. So right, but that's exactly, it's that's the exact idea. That is correct. Okay, Motion is asking about the word hut. Does hut have the same meaning as shed? Very similar. Very similar. I would say a hut is a little more like, you, you can live in a hut. Someone who's poor might live in a hut, a little wooden house. So it has a little more of an idea of a house, but a very poor, tiny house. A hut. A shed um, is more of a, a little building not for living, but that's where it, you keep things in there. Maybe you keep tools. Maybe you, I don't know, keep uh, wood. Maybe you keep something else in there. So a shed, they're, I mean, really, they're almost the same thing. If you look at a hut and I look at a shed, they look almost the same. But the, the little difference in meaning is a hut has the idea that you might live in it. You could live in it. And a shed has the idea that people do not live in a shed, usually. I learned the word shed from the the movie The Room. And it's a wonderful and inspiring movie. I haven't seen that movie. Ficado, nice to see you. Thank you. Hello from Dublin, Ireland. God bless your life. Sandor, good. Good to see you. Dublin. Very nice city. Um, hope the weather's good. <laughs> Mien says, I learned a lot of new vocabulary from the last interview. Super, super realistic lesson. Great. I'm going to do another follow-up for the David the Good interview. I decided to just do something different today, but maybe tomorrow I'll do another one because um, I only 
taught some a little bit of the vocab. There's a lot of vocab in there connected to farming, gardening, and plants, which is it, it is all useful. I agree. It's nice. Ah, uh, yeah, Mariana wanting a repetition of the vocab uh, to profess. The verb to profess means to to say out loud publicly. To say it publicly. You can imagine someone standing on a corner saying it loudly, professing, or another word very close is proclaim. They're very similar. So to profess, right, is it has the idea of out loud out loud like publicly right so it's not it's more than just speaking it's speaking but doing it in a public way a public way in a so a lot of people hear it to profess Cliffy saying you look good shape today congratulations keep going on your fasting thank you Yes, feeling good. The fasting works, man. Fasting works. Congratulations to all the uh, Muslims who are breaking their fast today. You fasted a good long month, so good job. Good job. And just remember, you can still fast. You don't have to wait till next year. You can still fast once or twice a week if you want to. Join me again. Enjoy your feast today. And, uh, you know. Don't forget about fasting for the rest of the year. It's still good. And you know, you'll notice something, by the way, one of the nice benefits of fasting, if you fast, is your food tastes wonderful. <laughs> when you finally eat, you will notice, you will appreciate the wonderful taste of the food much more. Much more, you will notice. Like it wakes up your taste a lot. So you're appreciating more, right? You acknowledge, eh, let's use our word today, you acknowledge the, the, the flavor of the food much more because you've been without. You know, it's kind of, it's, that's true for anything in life, right? If you're poor and then you finally become rich, you will appreciate it more. Some people, they're born and they're rich when they're born into a family. It's not wrong, but it's just they don't appreciate it as much, I think, usually. Someone who's poor who becomes rich will appreciate that money more. The contrast. Roman. Ah, interesting, Roman. Roman, Roman. I walked out of college. I'm following your advice. I do speak three languages. Wow, that's great. I'm going to create my own foreign language school. Therefore, I'm going to run my own business before long. I really appreciate your work you're doing. Keep it up. Man, that's fantastic. Good for you. You're doing the right thing. You want to be an entrepreneur. You don't need to waste your time in college. Start your business, especially you speak three languages. That's better than any diploma, than any piece of paper. So good for you. Give us an update in the future. Bastard. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, yeah, Motion is saying, could you say the woodsman is hypocritical in this story? Hmm. Not quite. It's a little small difference. A hypocrite is some someone who's um, who. Uh, let's how do we say it? They 
they believe something um they promote something they promote they promote something so they say for example um i don't know um eat eat vegetables eat vegetables eat vegetables you've got to eat vegetables they're so important but then in their own life they never eat vegetables that's a hypocrite right they're telling people or giving advice to do one thing but they don't do it themselves that's that's it's a little different than this because in this the woodsman the hunt the woodcutter he's not giving advice he's not telling people what to do it's just his actions and his words don't match Okay, someone asking about the common question. Esra, I have a problem with English practice when studying vocab or the meaning. I forget after a short time everything that I had taken. That's okay. You need just repetition. Repetition. Listen to... Don't just study lists. You've got to... Um, you know, like for example, today, this video. Yeah, after the video, you'll probably forget the words. It's normal. So what should you do? Listen to the video again. Listen to this video again. Listen to it three times, four times, five times, as much as you can. And that repetition, you're going to get those foods. Foods. You're going to get... See, I'm thinking about food. I'm hungry. <laughs> you're going to get those words. You're going to get those words. They're going to they're gonna get deeper into your brain. But it's the repetition. And also, it's, it's happening within a story, right? Within the context. Just doing it with a list is uh, much harder. You'll forget and you won't remember. It's much harder to do. Yeah, Bhupendra is saying Aesop's fables are also moral stories. Exactly right. They're all, every one of them. They have a moral. A moral means a, a moral message. A message about what is good and what is bad. That, I mean, that, that is exactly, every single one of his stories has that. That's the point of his stories. And he says the, he says the, uh, the moral right at the end. Isn't that, for, isn't that easy? Uh, guru. Someone's asking. This is not one of the words from our story, but I'll explain it. What does the word guru mean? So guru is a uh, Indian Hindi, I guess. I don't know the roots. I don't know if it goes back to Sanskrit, but Indian word that means kind of like a special, like a high teacher, someone who's uh, a very high and respected teacher. Guru. Um, but now we use it in English. We stole that word. Thank you. We took that word and we now use it in English and it still has the same meaning. It's kind of like a, a, a high-level expert or coach in, in anything. In, so in English, we use it for anything. Um, you could be a, a soccer guru, means you're like a, a super soccer expert that coaches and helps soccer players. Soccer guru. So you can be kind of a guru in anything. In, in English, I don't know about Indians probably use it in a more spiritual way, but uh, I'm not sure how Indians use it exactly. Yeah, so people are saying different, so you see different um, 
uh, cultures have their all these similar types of stories, right? Uh, Panchantra, moral stories. It's a great book to enhance your imagination. Good. Thank you, Harnik. Like a tool shed, exactly. A tool shed is... I was talking about the word shed. I believe narcissistic people have those traits, says Julia. Yeah. Among others. Yeah, right. So here's another way of saying it. Marianne says... The tree will be defined by its fruits. Know the tree by its fruits. What does that mean? It means, it's the same meaning. It means actions speak louder than words, right? The fruits, it means the actions. The tree is a person. Okay, this is a parable again. So, how do you know what a person's really like? You know it by the fruits of their actions, right? You, you notice by, by their actions. Not what they say, not what they pretend to be, not how they look, not how they dress, not how much money they have. You've watched their actions, what they do, and then you will really know what kind of person they are. Okay, big long comment. Let's see, and I can't read the name. Um, Hello, AJ. You're an awesome and wonderful coach. I started to learn English one and a half years ago because I wanted to work in an international oil and gas company. You motivated me to believe in myself with your book. Because at school, I thought I had no ability to learn languages. Then I listened to a lot of your podcasts for hours a day. Gradually, I started to communicate with people all around the world in English, using language exchanges services, and now, finally, I got the job offer. Woo! Now that's great. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. And congratulations on your job. Fantastic. Really good. Hope, hope you enjoyed the job. Thanks for sharing your success story. That's really great. See, that's how you do it. Right there. I told you it works. It works. My brother-in-law has less skill. I try to persuade my brother to join a company uh, and then start a work of buying products for the company, but my brother refuses it. And the brother-in-law starts to criticize him a lot in front of my father, people around me. I don't like it. How do I stop it? Mm. I don't know. That's tricky. Um, wow, your brother-in-law gets criticized... Or criticizes your brother. Um, I don't know. I guess you just defend him. <laughs> I don't. I, honestly, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't have good advice. I just speak up if you if you're there and it's happening. You know, defend if and they start attacking him, then you know, jump in and defend him and say, hey, stop criticizing him. It's enough. You do it too much. You know, just be direct. I guess is the best advice. That's my quick advice. I you know, sorry, I don't have anything better. Anna Black, hello from Russia. Hey there to you. Gabriela, this is called consistency. Many people's actions are not consistent with their words. They don't match. It also reminds me of the sayings, practice what you preach or do 
as I say, but not as I do. Yeah, right. Right. Another word is integrity. Integrity is when your character matches and your actions uh, matches your character, your, your values. Asking about my babies. Babies are doing well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hola from Brazil. Hey, Rosanna. Nice to see you again. Uh, Bufendra wants a, a little review here of red pill and blue pill. It's such a common slang now. Um, I use it a lot. So yeah, I should explain again. Red pill and blue pill. Blue pill means you still believe the media and that schools lies. That's what blue pill means. If we say you are blue pilled, it means you still believe all the lies. You watch the news and you believe they're telling you the truth. If you're red-pilled, it means you're awake. It means you see the lies. You know that you're being lied to. You know the schools are lying. You know the media lies, 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 lies. You're awake. You're awake to the truth, the hard truth, the ugly truth. So that's the meaning. It comes from the movie The Matrix. In The Matrix, watch the movie The Matrix. You'll understand this, this slang. You know, at one point, when the character Neo, he has a choice. He has to pick one pill, red or blue. And Morpheus, the other character, tells him, red will show you the truth, but maybe not so nice. <laughs> blue, you will forget everything. You'll go back and you'll just believe all the lies. Choose. Do you choose truth or lies? Do you choose the hard, 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 ugly truth that's painful? Or do you choose the pretty, comfortable lie, the blue pill? Choose. in saying um, ones who pretend to be better than what they really have. Yeah, that's kind of a version of this. Only inviting high expectations from others. After that, they don't get what others expected. They turn over. I used to be like that. Now I realized it deeply. Well, good. Good. Jasmine says, you must be a teaching guru. Yeah. You could say that in English. It would be fine. Certainly not in the like I said, in India, I think guru can have a, sometimes it has more of a uh, religious, spiritual um, meaning, so much higher. Um, so in that way, of course not, not me, but, uh, but in the kind of uh, casual English slang version, you could say that, sure. Carlos. Hey, Carlos. Carlos says, I've learned a lot with your videos, AJ. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Saleh, exactly. Hypocrites in, uh, well, this is not exactly, again, we have to be careful with how we use the word. Hypocrites in religion means the person who pretends to be faithful but actually is not. I mean, that is what uh, Aesop's talking about. He disbelieves in God. Right, but a hypocrite is actually, it's different. Um, and not just just pretending to be faithful is not enough really to be a hypocrite it, with a hypocrite you have to, uh, 
again, you have to be kind of giving advice. That's really the what makes that word, the meaning has a bit of the idea of giving advice. So in religion, it would be a person who's telling everybody, you must follow the Bible. You must follow the Bible and criticizing people. You don't follow the Bible. And then in their own life, they're actually doing all kinds of bad things. That's a hypocrite. Graphical, right. A tree is known by its fruits. Yep, I believe that's from the Bible. Sarah asking, how many kilos have I lost? Are you, uh, are you continuing with fasting? Yes, I'm fasting now, today. How many kilos have you lost? Three kilos in uh, four days. Four days, three kilos. Not bad. Not bad. Claudio, off topic. I'm reading The Rational Mail. Can you dedicate a lesson to this amazing book? Well, uh, you know, someone earlier recommended interviewing Rolo Tomasi, the writer. That would be the best thing to do because uh, get him to dis- discuss some of the major ideas in the book. And then we can ask him some, I can ask him some questions. Then after that, I could do some vocab lessons and discussion about the ideas. So again, it would, we, we could actually go into it fairly deeply that way. Um, so we'll see about that. I'll see if I can get him, I'll put him on my list of people to interview and hopefully he will agree. Harnik talking about Sikhism, he's a Sikh, yes. Turban is a symbol of Sikhism. Also, the little sword. Um, what else? I don't know a lot about Sikhism, but I'm very curious. Uh, this is a comment I get sometimes. A question: What are your thoughts about Anki to memorize vocab? It's okay. It's okay. If you like it, you can use it. You know, some people like it, some people don't. I personally find it boring. I find it a little boring. I can't do it very much. I prefer just to listen to, like, uh, let's say I have an audio. Um, I would just like to, I just prefer just to listen to the audio again instead of putting the vocab in Anki and reviewing the just the vocab. I'd rather just listen to the whole thing and then pick the words from the, the whole story again because uh, I just, it helps me to remember it better and it's more interesting. But if you like Anki, go ahead. You know, it's not going to kill you or anything. Uh, Buddha Toki man uh, uh, recommending Eckhart Tolle, Tolle. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Author of The Power of Now for interviewing. Yes, he's on my list. I've read that book. It's good. It's about it's about meditation, basically. When do we start our next book club? Manasser says Saturday. Brave New World. Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Krishana says hello from Thailand. Hello, Swadikap. Swadikrop. When will your son arrive home, Vladislav says. This week. End of this week. We're very excited. Finally getting our baby boy home. It's been a long, long time. Two and a half months. He's been in the hospital. 
Prashant says, hello from Goa. Interesting. Oh, I'd like to go to Goa. Um, you know, I've been to India three times, but always in the north. I've been to Delhi and Bombay, Calcutta, whatever their new names are. Um, <laughs> Varanasi, up in the Himalayas, um, Gujarat, uh, Rajasthan. But uh, I've never been to the south of India. I've never been to the south. Never been to Goa. Never been to Tamil Nadu or Kerala. So I very much want to go to the south. I've heard the south is quite different. Culturally different. Food is different. Um, and quite nice. So someday. Someday I will go to south India. Sharo asking, what does it mean to well up with tears? Well up with tears. Well, you imagine a well. A well is something you dig in the ground to get water. And the water kind of will come up, will kind of rise up. Well, it's the same idea. If you well up with tears, it means the tears are rising up in your eyes, right? Kind of starting at the bottom and rising up, filling up your eyes. Sardar asking about pronunciation. I have a pronunciation course. That's the best, my best answer right here. EffortlessEnglishClub.com to improve your pronunciation. Uh, get my pronunciation course, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. But his question is, uh, I want to improve my pronunciation. Could you tell me how to do it? Also, learn reading and writing. I know a lot of words from you. Reading is easy. Reading is easy. Just read. There's no trick. There's no trick. There's no technique. Just read books. Read books that you like. Read ones that are fairly easy so you understand most of it. And read a lot. And little by little, you'll learn more words. Little by little, you'll get faster. So that's this. There's, there's no trick to reading. Just to do it a lot. And what's quite nice is all that reading will help your writing also. Your writing will improve by reading a lot. It's, it's the first and best way to improve writing. Now, at a higher level, there are other things you can do. But... Start there. And Julia, just <laughs> right afterwards, Julia says, AJ has a pronunciation course. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Thanks, Julia. Hi, AJ. I see your energy is growing after fasting. I'm still fast. I'm fasting again. Not still. I'm, I started a new fast. Two days this time. Uh, when will we start Brave New World? Saturday. Saturday. Next Saturday, Brave New World, Aldous Huxley. That's a heavy book, man. We're getting into some deep stuff. but um, I don't know if you call it political, but it's really about mind control. Um, of course, politicians use it, but it's really more the media and schools. And we're going to see that... Uh, when he wrote it, he it was it was fiction. <laughs> Much of it is already ha true now. Oh, interesting. Um, Mac, Ma I'm sorry, I can't pronounce. I don't know how to read the the Russian letters. Um, I'll just say Max. Mac. I'm watching. You're, you on YouTube, wishing you a million subscribers soon. Yeah, I think we're getting close to a million subscribers on YouTube. That's right. Uh, that's right. Do I get some prize from YouTube? Hmm? They should give me something. 
Ah, Suradad has talking about fasting. Hi from Thailand. For me, fasting for three days is not easy, which especially the second day. But when it passed, I felt like being discovered a new world. Right, yes. Now, for me, it was the third day. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, second day was so-so. Third day was really pretty terrible. But um, but what, you're right, though, because after you get through that, there's a point where... You know, your body is getting clean. Your body's cleaning itself during the fast. It's not just weight loss. Weight loss is nice, you know. I'm trying to lose weight. Um, but but your body also heals. Your body gets rid of all the kind of junk and chemicals and stuff in your body. It all kind of gets out. Your, your blood sugar will become stable. It will come a little bit lower and stable. And your mind becomes very, very, very clear. Your emotions become very calm. So it's, it is, it's wonderful, but it can be, you know, there's a tough point to go through where you might feel for me. Yeah. Yeah. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday before eating was it yesterday. Yeah. Before eating yesterday, yesterday before eating, I was just, uh, really, really tired, like exhausted, but it's no, but you know, like Cole Robinson says, you're not going to die. You're not going to die. So just deal with it. It's no big deal. You know, a little tiredness, a little headache, a few of these little things that happen. It's worth it's worth it because the benefits are so much bigger for fasting. These little things are quite small. It's just it's just un- discomfort. We say discomfort, meaning not comfortable. Yeah, sometimes fasting is not comfortable, but the benefits are fantastic. Vida asking, what kind of fasting are you doing? Okay, right now, uh, I did my three-day fast and this one, now the two days, I'm doing, uh, I'm drinking water. Specifically, kind of, I'm drinking some salt water. Um, I might try a dry fast next. We'll see. Dry fast means no drinking also. So, I might try that next. We'll see. Dry fasting, um, according to Cole Robinson, okay, he's the expert, according to him, dry fasting is super powerful for healing your body. Like if you have some sickness or disease, something's wrong with your body, that that is the most powerful way to heal. I don't have any big problem with my body, but I might try it just, just to try it. Yeah, Rafiko, with a nice summary of the slang, the pill slang that all comes from the matrix um red pill you find out the hard truth blue pill you're under the matrix you believe all the lies and propaganda white pill you're optimistic about life black pill you're pessimistic about life purple people purple pill purple pill you are waking up but not a hundred percent you're between blue and red that's right We should make a book club about rational males, says Vladislav. Yes, that would be great. We could maybe do that, too. Salah, can you give us more details about fasting for which you lost three kilograms in four days? Snake Diet on YouTube. Just look it up. Snake the Animal. Snake Diet is the channel. Snake Diet channel. Snake Diet, Snake Diet on YouTube. And you will he, just watch a lot.
All right, a couple more, and then I'm going to go. Red Wagon. What does it mean, Red Wagon, AJ? Is it an expression? I don't know if that's some kind of slang. I have no idea what it means. Honestly, I don't know. Um, I mean, red, a wagon. I know what a wagon is. A wagon is this little thing you pull. Kids have it, you know. Um, but I don't know if it has some other meaning. Ah, Elena. Oh, your wish is my command. Can you do a show about the real life in America? Yes. Um, Acharya Ji, my first interview, um, he, we're going to talk about that exact topic. He actually suggested that topic. He thought it might be interesting. And I agree because um, you know a lot of people know America only from movies and TV or maybe from tourism. You know, maybe you visit a, some American city for a short time and you kind of, that's one version of America. <laughs> and... Uh, you're probably not going to see some of the deeper problems in America or you won't notice them as much. It, you won't see them really in the media so much and even as a tourist you won't notice them probably as much. So I think that'd be a really interesting conversation to have with him. So we'll do it in the future. Have you ever read Robin Greene's books? I have not. Kudra Tula, hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Hi, dear brother, hope all is best. Thanks a lot from uh, your unforgettable effort to teach us. We're getting huge benefits from the podcast. I'm improving my listening skills. It's affected on all of my skills. See, it does. It helps all the other skills too. I'm from Afghanistan, but now as a scholarship student in India. Great. Uh, my two legs have polio. I'm on a wheelchair, but not disabled. I'm powerful and strong. Thanks, AJ. Great mindset. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good luck and uh, enjoy India. Um, Darby asks, I have a lot of U.S. friends I text with all the time. Will that be helpful improving my writing skill? You know, actually, it will. It will. I have a very good friend. One of my closest friends uh, is Thai. He's from Thailand. And um, when I first met him, he could not read English at all. Couldn't read. Couldn't read. Couldn't write. And um, I helped him for a little while to learn basic reading. Basic reading. Just basic. Uh, but then he moved to America. And uh, he just started using uh, Facebook and texting and he just started using it a lot, like texting constantly, you know, texting friends, American friends, so in English. And, uh, and then he had to read their text, of course, and also like Facebook messages and things like that. And man, his reading and his writing ability, I was just very shocked, very surprised how fast he improved. He improved so much. It was great. So the answer is yes. Uh-oh, I hear a baby in the other room crying. Okay, Taha, good to see you. How is the little baby in the hospital coming home this week? Wow! 
Today, I managed to invite the fifth person to your course after being satisfied with the live show as a first choice or trial. Hey, that's great. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a great thing. Just have people can listen to my podcast as much as they want. And if they want to join a course, great. AJ, you rock. It seems like everybody likes you first and then likes the way you teach. Well, thank you. I have an off question and the following the great movie method of you. It's the second time for me to hear the name Uncle Sam. I was wondering who he is. Oh, who is Uncle Sam? You've heard it in movies. Uncle Sam is like the mascot for America. Uh, it really means like, uh, it usually means the American government. But he's, he's like a symbol for the American government. It comes from like in, I, uh, which war? World War One. I'm not sure which war, World War One or World War Two, probably. Uh, they made a poster, you know, to tell, telling people, join the army and fight, you know. And uh, it was a picture of this kind of older man with white hair, and he has a hat, and he's, his clothes, everything's red, white, and blue. And his, his, he's like a mascot, right? His name is, was Uncle Sam. And he says, I want you. Uncle Sam wants you to join the army. Uncle Sam wants you to fight for America. But now that has just become kind of a slang. This character, Uncle Sam, just means uh, uh, the American government, really. So sometimes you, you'll see this, yeah, you'll see it used a lot in movies, TV, uh, newspapers, all kinds of places. Uncle Sam. Slang for American government. Vladislav says, so you didn't eat anything at all during three days. That's right. Nothing. Water only. Uh, salt water only. And then today, uh, then I ate one meal last night, and now today, also not eating. I'll eat tomorrow night. So it's two days fast. So total five with one meal in between at night. Sandor says, I'm happy for the good news to connect for your baby. Thank you. I have three kids. We know how you felt during this time. We wish you the best life with your new babies. Thank you very much. Yes, it was quite stressful. <laughs> quite scary and stressful for a while. And we're very happy to bring him home finally. Quite hard, you know, with this new baby. We've never had him at home. It's over two months now. He's been in a hospital his whole life. So finally he will come home with us, which is nice. And he gets to see his baby sister, too. Again. <laughs> Harnack again says, Respected sir, one may or may not be able to improve his English, but you're totally successful in developing a global mindset among your students. Kudos. Keep serving. Love. Thank you. Hopefully you improve your English, too. That's my primary mission. Rafikal says, I have searched for many native speakers on YouTube, but I have found no one like you. Your pronunciation is flawless, vivid, super clear, awesome. Well, thank you. Very nice. Nice words. I love you a lot. Thank you. Thanks, Rafikal. And thanks for being such a great member and fan and, you know, being on here all the time in the live shows. Lots of good comments and questions. Thoughtful. So I also appreciate that. Hey, Betty, good to see you again in Vietnam. Hello. Sri Lanka. Sami from Sri Lanka says hello. Hi. 
I'd like to go to Sri Lanka someday. Lots of places I have to see. All of South America, all of Africa. <laughs> too many countries. There are too many places. Hey, Christelle, nice to see you again. Ah, there's a movie. Okay, Slavika says, do you recommend watching the movie Brave New World? Or first book, then the movie. I'm watching the movie, and then I'm with maximum dose red pill in my brain. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I've never seen the movie, so I don't know if it's good or not. Um, I didn't even know there was a movie. It's I'm, I'm guessing it's an old movie. Huh. I'll check out Amazon. Maybe I'll watch it tonight, and I'll let you know my opinion of the movie. But yeah, why not? Watch the movie. Watch the movie. And yes, go ahead. Luisa says, even though I cannot follow you online always, I listen to your podcast every morning on the bus to work. Yes, thank you, Luisa. Good to see you again. Yeah, it's really, you know, you can do it while, listen while walking, listen while going to work, on a bus, in the car. You know, that's what, that's why I do the podcast, the audio podcast. It's, uh, everything becomes audio too. Yep, Shaheen says... I'm from Kurdistan. Happy because today is celebration for all Muslims. Enjoy your feast. Um, and I have a new plan for my efforts English. Of course, I'm one of the VIP. Yay, good for you. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Yes, and all of you enjoy your food today. Well earned. Haha, <laughs> Darby, you're asking the right group. Does anybody know who this famous line is from? Say my name. Yes, we know. I know. Say my name. Heisenberg. Sarah asking, is the fasting hard? Um, now I'm getting used to it. It's getting easier. Um, yesterday was hard. Yesterday was hard. Before I ate, the third day, no food. I was really, really tired. I felt terrible. <laughs> and then after I ate, I ate this big meal, and then I, then my body just kind of went to sleep. I, I took a nap for about an hour. <sighs> then I woke up. I felt fantastic. <laughs> Today, let's see. Now it's been a little over eh, about twenty-four hours fasting. No problem. Twenty-four hours fasting is no problem for me. Is no problem. It's it's easy. Two day. We'll see tomorrow. I might be a little tired tomorrow. I don't know. Someone who's eight years old. Nora says, I'm eight years old. I want to learn English. My mom also wants to learn. Well, you're in the right place. Obviously, you wrote that comment, so you know some English already. Good for you. Keep listening. Just listen to the podcast. Listen to any English that's easy, fairly easy for you. Read books that are fairly easy for you. And your mom, same exact thing. You can do it together. That's nice. Sharo says, do you personally know any Kurdish students? I have not met any face-to-face. -face. No. But uh, certainly online we have a lot. Okay, Emmanuel. Hey, Emmanuel. 
let's see. I've got a question. Hey, coach, I've got a question. Is it normal today that everything boils down to money? Because I know some of my relatives who are constantly focused on money and for them the most important thing. Do you think it's bad a bad vice that we have? Yeah, we live in this age. I mean, you know, th- this is, yeah, we live in a time, an age, a time period where... People are focused on money, 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 money. You know, that's why we say it's materialistic, uh, meaning people are focused on money, money, money completely. You know, and we know from reading in the past that in the past, of course, people always have been greedy. I mean, that's not new. It's human nature. But we also know that in the past, you know, religion was more important or philosophy is more important. Art might have been more important. There are more other things to balance it. Whereas today, people do, you know, a large number of people are so crazy just about money and status, right? It is a problem. It does not create happy. It does not lead to happiness. That's why it's a problem. It creates a lot of pain in the end, suffering. Katya. I am Katya from Italy. It's really a pleasure pleasure to listen when you speak. Thank you, Katya. Very nice and welcome. Ooh, okay. So let's see. Vladislav's giving me a pretty heavy question here. I can see from the first sentence. Um, I want to ask you how to help my parents' friends. Last year, they lost their 21-year-old son. Ooh, he died. Ay, terrible. The son was a drug addict. One day, he took a drug, then he didn't notice as he fell from a big height and died. Oh, that's horrible. His dad is still complaining to my mom. It was his only son. Ay, ay, ay. Well, this is a heavy man. This is—I don't know if I have good advice. But this is a hard one. You told the children give you life and give you purpose in life, right? But this man seems to have lost his purpose. Yeah, right. It's understandable. His wife had some disease. She can't give birth anymore. Can you suggest anything how to help them? Well, um, yeah, that's pretty horrible. Um, you know, one thought is maybe they could adopt a child. I don't know if uh, in Russia if that's very possible or not, but. Anyway, might be worth looking at. Um, and the other over general thing is they've got to find some higher purpose, right? I mean, to no one can replace a son, a child, of course not. Um, but they have to have find some higher purpose beyond just themselves. Because if they just sit around thinking about what happened and the tragedy and the pain... It's just going to go down, 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 down. I mean, of course they have grief. That That's totally normal. They, they have to do that. But now it's a year later. They've got to find a way to... They're always going to be sad about it, but they've got to find some higher purpose. Now, I don't know if that is... You know, it might involve religion, maybe. Um, but probably involves also doing work, not just, not just... Not just religion. They need... Or they need to get out there and try to help you know take care of other people in some way helping others some one person or many I think is probably the best thing and you know Dale Carnegie even talked about that in the, in the book we read so I think finding a purpose to help others is probably the key thing they've got to get the focus off of themselves and like I said look into adoption if they could adopt that would be wonderful because then they could help a child who has no home, no parents. That would be a wonderful way to help uh, someone else 
uh, and then you know to be parents again too. If they can't do that, then you know they must find other ways to help. Um, that's my best advice. You know, at the uh, just thinking quickly. All right, I'll take a couple more, and then I've got to go. Gabriela says, uh, hi so so much from Buenos Aires. Yes, you're certainly a teaching guru. Thank you. I'd, I'd like to go to Buenos Aires. I'd love to go there. love to go to Patagonia and go hiking, too. Looks amazing. Yep. See, Moshe knows. Breaking Bad, the quote, say my name, is from the TV show Breaking Bad. That is correct. Breaking Bad. I watched Breaking Bad a few years ago. Uh, several effortless English, uh, myself, and a few of us, uh, other effortless English uh, family members, fans, uh, watched Breaking Bad at the same time. Thanks, Lavika. I'll check out the movie, Brave New World. Okay, yeah, my name is Max in English. Okay, from Belarus. Gotcha. I have no time to see you live. Practicing talking with my mind. Thanks, Max. Great. Okay, let's see. I'll go with this from Brazil. Gabriel, hey again. Big hugs from Brazil. Please give me an answer. I've been studying English for three years. I can understand almost 100% of what you say. Good. I feel far away from fluency. Do I have to enter straight to VIP or another course from you? Try learnrealenglish.com and, same time, my pronunciation course. So it's two different websites. My pronunciation course is effortlessenglishclub.com everlessenglishclub.com get the pronunciation course and do that and at the same time do the learn real english course learnrealenglish.com do those together at the same time i think from what you're saying those that combination would be powerful for you all right guys that is all for me for now time for me to go i've got to watch a baby have a great night have a great day wherever you are enjoy your feasting or you can join me fasting whichever um if i feel okay tomorrow if i'm not too tired i'll do a show tomorrow uh, if i'm really tired tomorrow fasting i might uh take another break we'll see just watch my gab and my twitter i'll announce Okay, lots of love to you. As always, remember book club coming up and join my VIP program. Commit, don't quit. Commit, don't quit. Commit, don't quit at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com.